Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and today we have our wonderful guest, Stephanie May, licensed massage therapist, back in studio, so to speak. And today we're going to be talking about immunity mythbusters. So we're still hovering around the theme of COVID and how we are all adjusting to our new normal. And so I thought I would bring Stephanie back in to talk about um, some actual cleaning things. So what can we do in our houses, our workplaces, wherever that we're using cleaning products? Uh, What can we do to support ourselves and to support our immune system in the best way possible and not reintroduce or expose ourselves to more toxins than we really want? So hi, Stephanie. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Um, it's it's awesome to be here again. Awesome. So where where are we starting? Um. Well, I like since we're since we're doing MythBusters, I like to start with with something that that really struck a chord with me. You know, at the beginning of all this. Um, w- with some standards that were established, um, as a daily practice that I, that I think is really important to kind of pick apart and clarify, because I think our biggest issue with this entire pandemic is, is the confusing information, the contradictory information, the, the what ifs or, and you know, how to, how to actually make this all practical. You know, we don't, I don't know anyone that has time to be cleaning their house every couple hours, every time they leave the house or every time they come back into the house. So I just, I think being practical about things is, is, is huge. Number one. And I also think some clarification around um, the things they asked us to do is extremely important right now because some of the things um, could have been misinterpreted and could actually hurt us more than they're helping us. So I think that's extremely important to, to sort through and clarify. Awesome. I agree. So what do you think is the number one myth that we need to bust? Myth number one, um, I think is that you need to clean regularly with Clorox, Lysol, or any other disinfectant disinfectants that contain harsh chemicals such as bleach or ammonia. Um, Huge myth. Um, That is not correct. Yes, you need to clean regularly, but you don't have to do it with these chemicals. um, And you don't have, you don't need to be doing it, you know, every couple hours, every time you come back from running your essential errands, you don't need to go wipe down all your surfaces. 
and this is for a couple of reasons. One, um, because there is a huge part of immunity um, that is that is just exposure therapy. Simply put, you know, we have to expose ourselves to things to build up immunity to them. And 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 the other part of that, well, the the other part of that is that you're never going to kill a hundred percent of those germs anyway. Staph lives on your skin. All these viruses and bacteria live on all these services, and even when you use these harsh chemicals, they still only kill 99-point-whatever percent. So there's only going to, there's always still going to be some left. Um, you're never going to be able to fully get rid of anything. Um, and, and you wouldn't want to, right? Exactly, because of the ex exposure component um, to immunity. Um, so, and then I think the other really big reason um, is, is like we talked about before, immunity does start within. Um, you can spend all day long cleaning and being OCD about these things, um, but if you don't have the defenses from within, you know, if you don't have a healthy gut, if you don't, if your body doesn't know how to fight things off, um, you know, all these other scenarios, then it, then it doesn't matter how much you clean. Um, you, you know, we need to be we need to also be preparing ourselves offensively as well as defensively. Right, and so in case people are not aware, ammonia-based products and bleach are actually toxic. And if you even just read the label on the side of the bottle, there is a mini MSDS, which is the material safety data sheet. And that will tell you you know, if you ingest, call poison control. Well, that usually means oral ingestion, but it can also mean if you get it on your skin in too strong of a concentration, if you breathe it in in too strong of a concentration, it can literally burn your mucous membranes, it can burn your skin. And so I just want to make sure people are aware that these are tools that are available but yet understand that they have toxic potential to your body. And so are there better tools that we can choose? Yes. And so you're right. There's, there, it's a two-prong issue. It's the immune system and your immune response. And if anyone is unclear about how your immune system works, you can go back and visit my previous podcast where I specifically take you through how our immune system functions and it requires being exposed to something in order to build an immunity. You don't just magically have immunity to something. You have immunity because you've been exposed to it at least <laughs> once, if not multiple times in small doses and your body builds this memory response, which protects you. And so, yes, you're right. Um, and again, like you also mentioned, these chemicals, none of them are 100% with any agent. And so it's important for us just to be realistic, to be informed, to be aware and realistic with our expectations. And then also, I think it's healthy to ask ourselves, well, what do we want out of the, quote, health of our home? How do we want our cleanliness in our home to be to affect the health of our physical bodies? And so I don't think a lot of, um, I don't think that's something that we think about very much in general is um, all the toxins that we're exposed to in our effort to be clean. And 
the expectation of sterility is totally unattainable inside of a home. And again, it's, and that's okay. And so we just need to be. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like we need to be comfortable with not being sterile because we're not sterile beings. Like you mentioned, we have staff on our skin. We have all of these, like, and especially if you read about the microbiome or, or anything like that, our bodies are actually more mass of bacteria than they are of normal human cells. And so if you think about it that way too, then that maybe will take some of the fear about germs in your home um, down a notch at least. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's, I think that's what, you know, kind of going back to when I think a lot of the, the information out there is fear-based and, and I don't, and so I think that's, that's, you know, I think that's important to like sort through like what you should actually be afraid of and what you shouldn't be afraid of. And, and if I'm afraid of anything, I'm more afraid of toxins in my home than I am coronavirus or the flu because, because I, am a, I am a walking testimony to toxins in my home um, and what, what detoxing my home, the benefits of it can lead to. Um, I am actually considered a, a high-risk person. I have metabolic disorder, which is um, a type of prediabetes. Um, I've had viral meningitis twice and I've had MRSA three times. So, um, I've, I've, I've been through some stuff with my immune system and I, and I used to get sick all the time, left and right, nonstop. Um, and it took me a really long time to solve that mystery and get to a place, um, where I could not get every cold and flu, you know, that came around the corner. Um, and, and once I finally got there and, and figured out, you know, that, that equation, I, it's, it made me very passionate about it and very, um, very much wanting to educate others on, on that. So that's, so that's what I would like to dive into a little bit more is something that you mentioned how toxic those chemicals are. Um, ammonia can stay in the air up to 72 hours. So after you've cleaned with that, you're still breathing it for 72, for three days. Um, and with that said, um, ammonia and bleach are neurotoxins. So they directly affect the chemistry in your brain and in your body. Um, your it nervous is, system. That's what, yeah, yeah neurotoxin yeah. means. It's attacking yes. your nervous system. Absolutely. That's your entire nervous system. That's all over your body, including yep. your brain and your spinal yep. cord, which are considered to be your central nervous system. So, yep. yep. So when you're breathing this in, you know, you're affecting your, your smell receptors, um, you know, your, and the list goes on. Um, when you put it on your skin, which again, we just, we discussed the last time is your largest organ, you know, you directly absorb things through your skin into your bloodstream. So you're putting this, you're putting it into your bloodstream um, if you don't use gloves. Um, and with that said, these chemicals have also been directly linked to cancers, especially reproductive cancer. And this, this information is readily available online. Um, you can look on the FDA website. It's not a secret. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I, pre I appreciate that, you know, when you're, when you're in a hospital environment, when you're in a mass, you know, environment that has all type of infections and bacteria and diseases coming in you do the 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 need to be sterile is extremely more significant 
And so I understand, you know, why these things are used and I do appreciate it, but it's not necessary in your home. Your home is not a hospital. Your home is not a surgery room. You know, it's not. But you know, what's really funny and ironic as, as the fact that I still work in a hospital. So I am around a lot of toxic chemicals that are used to clean the multiple units that I go in and out of and the pharmacy, which is where, you know, we make the drugs that are dispensed to the rest of the hospital right. is that if you look on the CDC's website, when they talk about what is the best thing to kill most viruses, bacteria, spore forming things like um, C. C. difficile, which is Clostridium difficile. Um, they still recommend plain old soap and water. Yep. So yes, we have all these toxic chemicals, and I can tell you, there's there's one that my employer just started using probably like five years ago, and I can't be in the department when it is being used because it is so inflammatory to my system. I get tightness in the chest. I can't breathe. I get a headache. It burns my eyes and my nose. Mm -hmm. I, ha I have to leave and I can't come back for several hours. Yeah. And so that should tell you that this, if your body's reacting like that to any chemical, it is not good for you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's literally how your body communicates with you. Your body communicates with you by pain, by allergic reactions, by, by, it, it gets a stimulus and either, it either responds like positively to it. Like, yay, we like this. This does good things for us. Or it says, no, no, thank you. Like it, and it, and it doesn't. And so that's, um, so that's a really big one that if you are going to continue to use these chemicals, it is absolutely necessary that you use gloves, that you wear a mask, that you wear long sleeves and long pants. Like if you're a housekeeper, you know, if you work for in hospitality, you need to be wearing mm -hmm. all your personal protective equipment, your PPE. Um, and yes, this equipment is effective. Um, so use it. Um, because it's really, a, it's, it's also just about, you know, statistics when it comes to percentage of exposure. Yes. Are there going to be days that like, I'm going to be exposed to these chemicals? Absolutely. I work in a medical office. I don't work in a hospital, but I work in a medical office. So every day I have to clean with some of these things because of the new COVID standards, but I put on a glove because it's the amount that I'm exposing myself to this chemical. You know, I can either choose to expose myself all day long every day and be much higher risk to developing these cancers and, and having these reactions in my body, or I can choose to use my PPE and have the percentage of exposure extremely lowered. Yes, uh, I can give you another example, uh, which might seem really benign. And to me, I didn't even think about it until, so there uh, probably, again, about between four to six years ago, um, and I give you the range because it started six and it took me about two before I really came out the other side and started feeling better, but my hormones were all out of whack and I just turned 40 this year. So it would be really, un it's not un impossible, but it'll be really uncommon for a female of my age that is otherwise fairly healthy to be having such drastic hormone imbalances. And so I started doing some digging and I found that the soap that they put throughout the entire hospital that multiple hospitals use. So it's not just one hospital because mm -hmm. during that time I've worked for three different hospital systems 
that used the same soap. Right. And that soap was found to directly interact and inhibit normal female hormone production. And Absolutely. if and if used long enough, could also contribute to reproductive cancers or sterility. And mm -hmm. so magically enough, about two years ago, the FDA took that soap off the market. Yep. But do you know what didn't happen? Those hospitals didn't remove it. They waited till they were done and had used it all up before they got new soap. <laughs> so, so, but again, like, even if you're in a situation like that, you have the choice. So my choice yeah, was I started bringing soap. my own, I, yeah, I brought my own soap to work. <laughs> I carried around my little, my little soap bottle every time I went to the bathroom or anytime I needed to wash my hands in or out of the apartment, I had my little soap. And yep. again, it's because that also too is backed by science and the CDC will tell you plain soap and water is just as good. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I would prefer to have plain soap and water and protect my hormone and neurological systems rather than abide by a company that honestly doesn't have my best interest at heart. I'm no. an employee. I'm a dime a dozen. I can be replaced at any time. Yep. And, and I understand, like you said, we appreciate the fact that they're trying to kill superbugs. Right. But at the same time, superbugs develop because, you know, just like the MRSA thing, the penicillin resistant bacteria, bacteria is very intelligent. They're so highly intelligent. So the more, the harsher chemicals and drugs, things we use, the more they're going to develop a resistance to it. Um, so, so going back to these simple things and, and, and keeping it simple and just using soap and water and not using these chemicals or these drugs, unless we absolutely have to, is going to be, in my personal opinion, you know, the key to lessening all these resistant strains of these, of these, you know, very serious bacteria and viruses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think, like you said, it's, and um, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but just to sort of like um, get to a succinct conclusion with this first myth is that just be aware that these cleaners are toxic. So that's, I mean, we're talking about bleach, we're talking about ammonia, we're talking about toilet cleaners, we're talking about oven cleaners, heavy duty degreasers they, that contain hydrochloric acid, phosphoric acid, sodium or potassium hydroxide, ethanolamines. All of these can cause skin burns, blindness, lung irritation, and cancer. So ideally, you choose an alternative. If you choose to continue to use them, please protect yourself with appropriate gloves, long sleeves. If you're going to be, you know, depending on how you're applying it, you might need long pants and then a mask. But again, I think for most of these uh, as consumers and users, you need to be aware of appropriate dilution. And we're not going to go into that today, but I think we're going to put the onus on you as the user if you're if that's your choice which is totally fine because that's the beautiful thing about this this life is that we all have the opportunity to choose and make choices <laughs> that are right for us and hallelujah for that but <laughs> yeah. just, just make sure that you are being an informed user of these things and and you know not only for yourself but for your family that's also in the house maybe you have a child that has asthma or some type of inflammatory breathing problem 
And so um, I had a coworker that had such bad asthma that anytime the cleaning staff would come in and even clean with bleach, she would be sick for the next three days. Yeah. And, and I definitely have my personal stories too. Like I said at the beginning, you know, I can, I'm a, I'm a walking testimony to the benefits of detoxing your home. So going back to what you just said about, it's so important in general, just to be an informed consumer. The world of, you know, I've, my degree is in kinesiology, is in exercise and sports science, and I've had a lot of nutrition, but nowhere in any of that, nowhere in any of my psych classes and all the, all the drugs we, and, and, you know, the, the mental health medications we talked about, did we ever talk about food science or, or consumer science? Nowhere in kinesiology did we talk about, you know, and, and all the things I've studied over the years, not once have we ever talked about consumer science. Um, and it's, and I think that's what controls a lot of our world these days. And, and I think that is the, the problem is, you know, like we learn about just similarly, like we learn about parallelograms, but we don't learn how to do our taxes, you know? <laughs> so it's like, so I think there's a moving on to our second myth, I think is all about being an informed consumer and just, and just knowledge, knowledge is power. And the more, you know, you know, the further you're going to go. So what is myth number two? So myth number two is that natural cleaners are not effective, um, which is not true. Um, so, and, and it does go back to that whole, well, like, we'll define effective. If something's not 100% uh, effective, then what do you consider to be effective to begin with? But instead of going into that mathematical debate, um, I just want to remember, you know, immunity starts from with then and food, food is medicine. Food is boost your immunity. Foods, essential oils, um, nature, all these things have actually been proven to help with your immunity and to cure disease. You know, the, the world of Chinese medicine is all herb and food based in addition to acupuncture. And that's been around for how many thousands of years? Over 2,000 um, from what I understand. I, yeah, I thought it was three to four. So yeah, I, I said over. <laughs> yeah, so either way, the point is it's been around a really long time. <laughs> and there's something to say for that. It works. Um, and they, you know, there's also something to say for, for societies that have elderly that live to be a really long time. Um, and, and they... And yeah, and they do uh, for reason. Um, so one of the things, so one of the things I want to focus on with this, with this myth, you know, there's a lot of different um, avenues we could go down with myth number two on natural cleaners, but I would like to focus on essential oils for this one, and and all the different essential oils you can clean with that are just as effective. Um, yes. And yes. And the list. Give you some tools now. Now's the tool part. <laughs> Yay! We we've preached long enough. <laughs> We're gonna give you some things you can um, implement in your daily life today. And so yeah, take us through what those um, natural cleaning products slash essential oils are, please. Um, well, I'm gonna start with the most obvious one that everybody is familiar with. Um, so on almost all your cleaning labels that you look like, especially your dish soap. 
um, you're going to notice on there that there's going to be citric acid. Um, and that's not, not to be confused with ascorbic acid, um, but citric acid, aka lemon, orange, any citrus fruit, um, is a natural disinfectant. And, and the word disinfectant means, yes, it kills bacteria. Um, that's why it's used in cleaners, because it is so very powerful. Um, ascorbic acid is vitamin C for boosting your immunity. Now that, so that's where like the difference is there. Um, but straight up just diluting some lemon oil in a, in a spray bottle with even in combination with some other essential oils is, is just as effective as you, and is much safer at cleaning your countertops or your bathroom, um, than, than your, your other chemical cleaner. Yeah, so just to add to that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the citric acid or lemon essential oil, or is it any of the citrus family or is it mainly lemon? Um, it's in orange too, for sure. Um, and I also want to say it's lime. It's lemon, lime, and orange, absolutely. Okay. I, I would have to... I would have to look into some others too. Okay, because bergamot's in the citrus family too, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Okay. So yeah, so not only does it kill bacteria, but it also uh, kills mold and mildew. So yes. that's why. So um, you can also use, and I use it in my shower to not only remove soap scum and you know all those stains that happen in your bath or shower area, but also to prevent the, um, the mold growth in the grout, so. And another antifungal, moving on to our next oil. Um, one of my favorite oils in the entire world is Malaluca oil, um, AKA tea tree oil. And it is, it is a natural antifungal, just like you mentioned. So it kills mold and mildew and it prevents the return of funguses. It is a natural antiseptic. It is also amazing for stain removal. Um, it's a bug repellent. Bugs and insects hate menthols and especially Malaluca oil. Um, it's amazing for your skin. Um, it, it helped clear up my acne after being on um, whatever that Accutane two different times in high school. Um, tea tree oil is what did the trick. Um, so it's a good fabric refresher. So, I mean, you can use tea tree oil like as a Febreze, as a stain remover, as a cleaner, so many things. Um, and it does, since it is a type of menthol, it does smell great with lemon. So, you know, you could put those two things together in a squirt bottle. And, and, and that's the thing about essential oils is you don't need 10 different products. You don't need a bathroom cleaner and a kitchen cleaner and then like a stain remover. Like you put this stuff in one bottle and you can use that for everything. And, and now you're saving money too because you're not having to buy. And it smells good. You don't have to leave your house because it smells toxic. <laughs> it might be clean, but it smells toxic. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, what's next? Um, Lavender, and everybody knows lavender for its, you know, stress relieving and relaxing properties, but I think most people are not aware of what an amazing degreaser it is. Um, so it's great for dishes. Um, it is also a natural antiseptic as well. And the great thing about this one is, is it's a natural anti-inflammatory. So if you have a burn, I actually, the first week of quarantine, I went down the rabbit hole with cooking and immediately got this gnarly blister on my hand within the first week. Um, 
and with just a little CBD and lavender oil on that thing, it was, it had, it, it had dried up and popped itself within a couple days and then yeah. was healed within a couple days after that. And I've never had a blister this severe heal so quickly. And all I used was tea tree oil, lavender, and CBD oil. Yeah, over the Memorial Day weekend, we took a three-day backpacking trip, which was amazing, but it was my first time out in the summer sun, and I'm a redhead and fair-skinned, and even though I used my sunscreen like a good good <laughs> redheaded child, I still came away with a fair amount of pinkness on my skin that was really uncomfortable, and some lovely mosquito bites, which I could never avoid, unfortunately. So I got home, and I drew myself an Epsom salt bath, which we talked about the last time you were yep. with us, uh -huh. but I added lavender and CBD, and it was so soothing, and the next wow. day, my sunburn was way down, and my bug bites were not driving me crazy, so. so use use tea tree oil next time. Mosquitoes hate tea tree oil. Yeah, so I forgot to take it with me. I have a little blend that's called Shoe Fly that I love. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's a blend. It has tea tree in it, and it has um, mint, and it has citronella, and nice. yeah, yeah. So I had forgotten it though. So, and my friend did loan me some of her hundred percent DEET, but I didn't, I just used that very sparingly again, because you know, conversation about toxicity. Exactly. I'm like, all right, well, I have to, you know, decide whether or not I'm going to be a miserable, swollen, itchy mess, because that's what would happen <laughs> if I didn't use it <laughs> or just use it sparingly and still have a few bites. So I went with that, that direction. <laughs> all right. What's next? All right, last but not least, and we could go on and on all about, you know, this all day. So I'm just going to leave it, end, end it on this note. Ginger. Um, ginger is amazing. It's a lot of people use it for digestion, but again, it has so many other healing properties. Ginger is actually in the glucosamine chondroitin and MSN supplement I take for my joints and my, my um, tissue recovery. Um, and um, but it's, it's, I just love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, but it's definitely good for boosting your immunity, immunity because most of your immunity lies in your gut anyway. So anything that's good for digestion is also going to help improve your immunity indirectly, um, by just creating a, you know, a, a good, healthy flowing gut environment. Um, it's good for inflammation. Um, and it's good for detoxing. So I think we talked about last time that you put ginger in your Epsom salt baths. Mm -hmm, I do. Yep. And I also use it when I am, a lot of times I'll just drink it through the, the fall and the winter because it's so warming and it is so soothing to my digestive tract. But if I'm fighting something like, uh, you know, whatever it's cold flu, whatever, then I am definitely, I have the raw root. I boil it up and then I put it in my Vitamix and I just drink it with, you know, like a spoonful of honey. Yeah. I actually make my own ginger, um, turmeric tea. I literally, I straight up chop up, slice up some ginger and turmeric root and just, and boil it dry. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I just straight boil it and then like spread it out in a bunch of mason jars and it lasts me forever. Or I will actually go as far as to dry it and then make my own little tea bags with it. Um, yeah, which, it, which is fun, which is just, it's just a matter of transportation. Like if you don't have the, the means to take, you know, mason jars with you everywhere, um, then, or however you want to package it, but you want to take some tea bags with you, then you can mix it with other things. I, 
You can mix it with some mint and it's ginger turmeric mint tea and it's mm, delicious. I concur. I concur. So also, so, okay. So turmeric is going to be our last one that we talk about, but um, yeah, they're both ginger and turmeric are fantabulous anti-inflammatories, detoxers, um, immune supporters. And so uh, you can use, they both come in essential oil form. They both come in powder form and then they both come in the raw root form too. So depending on what you're using it for, um, I know like for my baths, for example, I'll use, I'll most usually use the powder for that. Uh, there have been times in the past where I've had essential oil bottles that I've used, but um, powder is just cheaper and it does the job. So why not go with the, the most cost-effective cost avenue? So yeah. Um, yeah, and then like for oral ingestion, I prefer the raw roots, either, you know, boiled and blended. Um, yeah, cool. Anything else? I mean, I think that's, that's, that's a lot for one day. Um, but we, and I, and again, you know, we could take different avenues with myth number two. So I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be going down this, this, this road again on, in a different way in some future date. Okay, cool. So I just want to tie it all up with asking the audience, you wonderful light body tribes, to ponder, think about what, what we talked about today and think about, you know, how the environment that you want to create in your home, maybe even at your desk at work. Um, you know, like I said, for I take my own soap to work. But I also I have um, my own like um, countertop wipes because I don't want to use the toxic ones because I know the residue stays on the countertop for so long. So I use my own little cleaning arsenal uh, when I go to work for my own protection. And so I want you guys to also think about, yes, we clean to protect ourselves, but how can we take that even a step further to really help, help ourselves on both ends? So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face type of thing with the cleaning products, <laughs> you know, That's like you're killing app. bacteria, but, <laughs> but you're exposing yourself to toxins and possibly yeah. you know, like creating cancer or, you know, more inflammation. So we don't want to do that. Yeah. And so my challenge to you is to practice. So what are you going to take from this episode and implement it into your daily life? And then as always, we love to hear your feedback. So let us know how you got creative with the essential oils or maybe making your own home cleaning solution. Let us know. We love to hear your feedback. Anything All right, else? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Stephanie, thanks for being here. I'm sure you will be back with more fun things to talk about and things to pick apart. We always appreciate your expertise and your input. And I would like to um, remind the Lightbody family that I have started a Patreon channel to help support the production of this podcast. And there's multiple levels of ways you can join. And with each level, there's goodies that you get. So there's um, some of them will be card readings. Some of them will be extra PDFs or eBooks or um, even live Q&A sessions with me for members only. So hop on over there. It's patreon.com forward slash Dr. Lara May and take a look at it. I'll also include it in the show notes. And other things I'm going to put in the show notes today is the EWG website, which is um, the Environmental Working Group. 
and they are a fabulous resource for learning about chemicals in our food, in our cosmetics, in our hair shampoo products, in our cleaning products. So check it out. There's a ton of information on their websites. They also are the, the group that does the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen when it comes to pesticides on fruits and vegetables. Nice. And then I'm also going to include a part of Stephanie's newsletter about the essential oils specifically. So that'll be a direct quote from her newsletter on there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the flip side.